Hi, saints of God. Welcome to another episode of Talking Bible Truth with Dr. Kamala D. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D. I am here to help you grow in faith and walk in God's amazing grace. Now, last week, I shared a message with you entitled, Jesus Came to Set the Captives Free. Today's message is, After Salvation, Now What? However, I made three errors last week during my message, and I want to clear them up with you today. Number one, when I read the lead, the, the lead scripture, I said Jesus was walking through a place where he was born when he walked into the synagogue and started reading the scriptures from Isaiah. However, Jesus was walking through Nazareth. That's a city in Israel. That's where he grew up. That's not where he was born. He was actually born in Bethlehem. So I want to make sure I cleared that up. For, for those of you who didn't know. Number two, before I spoke about spiritual damnation, I told you that I would read John chapter nine, verses one through thirty nine. But for some reason, I stopped at verse thirty four. I read verses one through thirty four and I forgot to read verses thirty five through thirty nine. So I apologize for that. However, you can go and continue to read those scriptures, verses thirty five through thirty nine in John chapter nine. Okay, and last but not least, while I was reading verses 1 through 34, I mentioned that I was going to talk about the religion aspect of the Sabbath day after I read those scriptures, and I forgot to do so. I, you know what? I, I think I was distracted. It's not an excuse, but it's a reason. Um, I had a lot going on. I had paper flying and notes flying. I was trying to reach for them, and I just was a little bit all over the place, but I'm a little bit more organized now. But I do want you to go to John chapter nine, because I do want to talk about the Sabbath day. Go to John chapter nine, and I'm going to read verses 13 through 16. I'm reading from the New King James Version for you. For those of you who do not know me and listening to me for the first time, I typically read from the New King James Version unless I tell you otherwise. I'm, I'm reading from the New King James Version all the time. Um, John chapter nine, verses 13 through 16, they brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was on the Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also asked him again, how, how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put clay on my eyes and I washed and I see. Therefore, some of the Pharisees said, this man is not of God because he does not keep the Sabbath. Now that kind of ticked me off a little bit because we have people that read this and they side with that rather than Jesus. But you need to understand who the Pharisees were. And we have modern day Pharisees in the church today. Pharisees were religious people and were the leaders of the synagogue. Now, their ignorance of the scripture was be, was the reason they didn't know Jesus and the reason they didn't know about the Sabbath day and that the Sabbath day was made for man. Man wasn't made for the Sabbath day. Now, I want you to go to Mark chapter two. Go to Mark chapter two. And beginning at verse 23, I'm going to read verses 23 to 28. And I want you to pay close attention to what Jesus said. Now, it happened that he went through, he is Jesus, that he went through the 
grain fields on the Sabbath. And as they and as they went, him and his disciples went, his disciples began to pluck the heads of grain. And the Pharisees said to him, look, why do they do what is not lawful on the Sabbath? But he said to them that he being Jesus, have you never read what David did when he was in need and hungry? He and those with him, how he went into the house of God in the days of Abathar. Abathar was uh, one of two priests in the um, house of David. Uh, Abathar, the high priest, and ate the showbread, which is not lawful to eat except for the priest, and also gave some to those who were with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the son of man is also Lord of the Sabbath. What Jesus was saying is, man, look, you can do what you want on the Sabbath day. Now, this is the Lord Jesus Christ talking, correcting leaders in the church. In the synagogue, in the house of worship, who had no clue who Jesus was. But yet people were following them. If the blind lead the blind, they're going to both fall into a ditch. Now, I also want you to go to Mark chapter three, because I want to get this Sabbath day um, straightened out today. Mark chapter three, verses one through six. And he entered the synagogue again, and a man was there who had a withered hand. So they watched him closely, whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him and that him. They wanted to accuse Jesus. These are once again the Pharisees. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, step forward. Then he said to them, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save life or to kill? But they kept silent. And when he had looked around at them with anger, Jesus had that righteous indignation for their ignorance, being grieved by the hardness of their hearts. He said to, to the man, stretch out your hand. And he stretched it out and his hand was restored as whole as the other. Praise God for that healing. Then the Pharisees went out and immediately plotted with the with the Herodians against him, how they might destroy him. The traditional King James said how they might kill him. Um, they were angry at Jesus for healing someone on the Sabbath day. Now, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to go to. Luke, Luke chapter 13, verse 10. This will be the last scripture I read about the Sabbath. Luke chapter 13, beginning at verses 10 through 17. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Jesus was teaching. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bent over and couldn't, could in no way raise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and, and be healed on them. And not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him and said, listen to what Jesus said. He talking to the leader and the rulers of the synagogue. Hypocrite with an explanation point. Does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away to water it? 
So ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, whom, whom Satan had made sick and put that infirmity on her. Think of it for 18 years, be loose from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame because he made them look like fools. And all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him, that him being Jesus. My God, praise God for that healing, though. But I wanted to make that clear about the Sabbath. Uh, the Sabbath day was a, a Saturday. The seventh day that was considered uh, a day of rest. Um, the beginning of the week is supposed to be Sunday, but, you know, man changed it to Monday. It doesn't make me no never mind because I look, I'm just going with the flow. I know it has nothing to do with God, but they had a problem with people with Jesus healing and doing good works on the Sabbath day. And Jesus made it clear that the Sabbath day was made for man. Man wasn't made for the Sabbath day. We can do what we want on the Sabbath day. It's okay for you to rest, but don't try to bring me and put me in bondage. It has nothing to do with my salvation. And I want to make that clear. That's why I made that statement. Now, now let us get to this week's message. Yes. Turn in your Bibles to John chapter 3. John chapter three and beginning at verse one. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Oh, and you got that straight. Jesus answered and said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, what Jesus just said here is very, very important because we have to be born again before we can see. And the word see in the Greek means come to know or understand. So unless a man is born again, he cannot know or he cannot understand the things of God. And uh, if you continue to read further down, Jesus is saying that we need to be born again from the spirit and, and, and born again of the word of God. Uh, spirit mean, meaning renewing our spirit man with the word of God. That's what Jesus is talking about. So which brings us to our next scripture, which is Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Verses 9 through 13, this is how a man is born again. Very important, so always remember the scriptures. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That is how one is born again. Now, after salvation, now what? We have to start growing in faith and renewing our spirit, man. That's what we have to do. Starting with the mind. We have to renew our mind first. Now, I want you to go to Romans chapter 12. Yeah. 
That's what we need to do. We need to go to Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, beseech you simply meaning in the Greek, I ask you or I beg of you or I pray that you, uh, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, when uh, the scripture says that we ought to present our bodies a living sacrifice, they're not talking about us um, being put on the cross like Jesus. That That is not what this is talking about. This is talking about us sacrificing our bodies to serve people. That, that is what this scripture is talking about. A reasonable service. Um, and that is uh, what God is saying. It, it is, it's acceptable and it's, it's his perfect will. That we prevent that. I'm sorry, that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And that is just to serve to serve people and that we transform, we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Now, one of the reasons why we have to start with our mind first is because as a man think it, so is he. Whatever you think, whatever you focus on, whatever your mind is constantly thinking about, it will eventually manifest itself in the flesh. So uh, you have to be born again by renewing your mind with the word of God. And as you renew your mind with the word of God, guess what you are also doing? You are building your faith. That's what you are doing. You are building your faith. Now, the Christian walk is a faith walk. And we're going to focus on that for the next couple of weeks on how we can build our faith with the word of God. Now, I want you to turn to Romans chapter one. Romans chapter one and beginning at verses 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For it for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now, once you uh, confess and believe in your heart um, that Jesus is Lord and, and, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you have been declared righteous in the sight of God. And, and that is what uh, the just uh, is talking about, the justified. We are now justified, declared righteous in the sight of God through Christ Jesus. Well, let me tell you, I thank God for Jesus. I don't know about you. But I thank God for Jesus. We are declared righteous in the sight of God through Christ Jesus. But those who are outside of Christ Jesus are not declared righteous. They are on their own. Now, I want you to turn to Galatians chapter three. Galatians chapter three. And verse 11. Galatians chapter three, verse 11. But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident for the just shall live by faith. Now, that's very important. 
the just shall live by faith. So if the just shall live by faith, we need to know what faith is. We need to know what faith is. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, the best example I can give you for this is think about your paycheck. You work for your paycheck. You get paid every week or, or biweekly on a Friday or Thursday, and you make plans with that paycheck before you even see it. You already purchased this new outfit. You already decided you're going to put a down payment on a car before you see that check. You act on your faith by going and picking out that new outfit because you know that check is going to be in that account on that Friday. That's what faith is. You don't have to see something before you believe you have it. That's what faith is. Mm hmm. As simple as that. That's what faith is. Now, in Hebrews, um, the same chapter, verse six, this is important. So I, I just wanted to throw this out here because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that's what Hebrews chapter 11, verse six is talking about. But without faith, it is impossible to please him for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, not a punisher. He is a rewarder. But he who comes to God must first believe that he exists. Mm -hmm. You have to know he's there before you come to him. Now, look, this is some powerful scriptures. Now, that's what faith is. Now, how does faith come? Go to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 tells us exactly how faith comes. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's how faith comes. You have to renew your mind with the word of God. And that builds your faith. You have to believe it. You know, Jesus said to his disciples, blessed is the man who believes and have not seen. That man is blessed. All that is associated with faith. So we need to keep those scriptures in mind, write them down. And I want you to study those scriptures when this message is over. Now, we you, you have to start allowing God's word to transform your mind. What we want to do is make sure you begin to transition from our worldly mindset to a godly mindset. Now, go to Corinthians chapter 5. Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, I forgot we have two. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 16 and 17. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, Yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Hmm. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And what we're talking about is renewing your spirit, man. With the word of God. It's going to transform your life. You will start to see through the eyes of God. Uh, the way you used to view people, you won't view them that way anymore. You will look at people and everyone, no matter who they are and what they do, will look like human beings to you. 
lost sheep in need of a shepherd. The judgment will leave you. If you were a racist, you will no longer be a racist. If you were someone that was prejudiced, you will no longer be a prejudice against certain kinds of people. You will start to show love and feel love and have love for all mankind. That's the power of God's word. But we have to continue to grow in faith. And there's another scripture I wanted to share with you. Um, hmm. Let's see. No, I'm not going to share that scripture with, with you today. I, I just want to share uh, this. The last one that I just shared with you about um, making sure that we understand that when you are born again, you are not going to be the same person that you used to be. Now, the person who you are today before accepting Christ, you were groomed to be that person as a child. Your, your parents, your siblings, the school you went to, the organizations you were tied to. All that had a part in your upbringing. Strangers you had conversations with, books you read, all of that created the person you are today. So all God is saying is, look, now I want you to be born again, meaning you're going to try something new. That's all. You're going to try something new. Now you're going to try it my way. And what God wants to do is to allow his word to create in you a new heart a new mindset so that you can become the person that God created you to be. And let me tell you, it's the best person you will ever be. I remember how I used to be, but I also know how I am today. And how I am today is because of God, the transformation I made by allowing God's word to change me. And I remember in John uh, chapter 14, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, uh, you have been cleansed by my words. It is the word of God that cleanses you, not the word of man, not the opinion of man. It's the word of God that cleanses you. So um, we're going to start with renewing our mind and see that's going to lead us into next week's segment. You know, those who are in Christ are under a new covenant, uh, a better covenant, the commandment of love. So next week, we're going to learn how to walk in love and the fruit of the spirit. There is no law against the fruit, uh, which means works of the spirit. And walking in love, you won't hurt anybody. Now, I hope this message has been a blessing to you. It sure has been to me. If you want to help keep this podcast on the air, please go to my homepage and click the I think it's a donate button or either contribute to this podcast. It says something like that. You'll be able to identify that it has a dollar sign to the left of it, a little green dollar sign. And just contribute whatever your heart leads you to give. You know, you will be able to keep us on the air. Now, if you want to replay this message so that you can write down these scriptures and study them until next week, you can access this podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast and Spotify. Yeah, I am on six different podcasts. I'll say that again. Anchor, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Breaker Podcast, and Spotify. Um, no, that's Pocket 
Cast and Spotify. Uh, if you have any questions for me regarding last week's episode, which you can also go to those same podcasts and listen to last week's episode. And um, if you want to listen to this podcast again, you can go to those um, podcasts and click on uh, this message and uh, listen to it again. Uh, I know it blessed me. It blesses me every time. I don't care how long I've been walking in the word, how long I have been teaching the word. Every time I share a message, it blesses me just like it blesses you. I never know what God is going to lead me to say. I know what I want to say, but it's some things I'm saying to you that wasn't even on my notes. But if God lead me in a different direction, he knows what the listeners need to hear as opposed to what I want to share. So um, I allow God to lead me when it's time. So um, next week, like I said, we are going to start building that faith and walking in love. I'm going to talk about the, the commandment that Jesus gave, which is the commandment of love and how we can walk in the fruit of the spirit. And I can't wait. So until next week, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we walk by faith, not by sight.